Episode 23 of Vicious Talk with Benny P is brought to you by my one and only sponsor, Action for Education. Action for Education is a nonprofit organization that works to create affordable, accessible, and sustainable opportunities for education in Western Honduras. Their mission is centered around capacity building and using resources from the United States to enable Honduran communities to succeed in their own way. Action for Education is always looking for more help, and they're currently seeking individuals to accompany my good friend Mike and his team um, on their next medical mission trip down to Honduras. It's a fantastic opportunity for students interested in pre-medical studies to experience the positive impacts that medical clinics can have for people in impoverished areas of the world. For more information, contact my good friend Mike and his team to, um, at info at action, the number four education.org. And if you don't have time to join uh, Action for Education and their team on our next medical mission trip, <clears throat> there are a number of other ways you can help as well. To learn more, visit action, the number four education.org and consider donating to help their cause. Every dollar helps. Now let's dive into episode 23 of Vicious Talk with Benny P in our week 16 NFL picks against the lines with my good friend Jake Kelly. Thanks for listening. of Vicious Talk with Benny P is going to be our weekly NFL picks against the lines with my good friend Jake Kelly Jake Kelly sorry uh, as, <laughs> as usual um, Jake uh, took a hiatus last week because he uh, had to study for his law school final so my brother Zach filled in um, and last week I went 8-5 and five in on my picks um, and Zach went actually went 6-7 and seven. so I, uh, I took the older brother in that one um, New England and Pittsburgh and Dallas and Oakland pushed um, so you don't include those in your um, your pick um, records. Um, but overall, Jake and I are uh, 84 and 70. That's Jake, and I'm 89 and 65. So I have five games on Jake uh, with two weeks left to uh, for Jake to gain some ground. So we'll see how we do in these last couple weeks. Um, but it's been a couple weeks now. So, Jake, how's it going? Good, man. Good. I'm happy to be here, happy to make some picks. Uh Last week was a really wild week. I can't even speculate as to, you know, how my picks would have turned out. Uh, a lot of tough matchups. We had some good football. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited, you know, on break now, uh, going to the uh, Patriots game tomorrow. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and in one of my fantasy championship games, got Gronk and Brady going. Maybe I'll watch them <laughs> win me the chip live. Yeah, I traded you Gronk in that league, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it ended up being a it didn't end up being a bad trade, but my team was so bad in that league that I, I was I was glad to help you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean you needed, frankly, like you just you were really top heavy with a few good guys, and you just you needed more depth, and so it was one of those trades where you got back a few startable players, and I got back the like a stud. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm in one fantasy um, championship, but the fantasy league's for free, so it's like there's no money on the line. But my team's stacked yeah. in the league, so I should win, but. Yeah, I lost in the semis in my other league. Uh, Philip Rivers really let me down, and the uh, and Fournette sitting out really hurt. But uh, my opponent was also very good, and I think he'll end up winning the whole thing. So I can't be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> fantasy can be really frustrating sometimes, though. <laughs> I had, yeah, exactly. I, I, I had a team in one league, um, with my brother's work league, 
Um, and I was my team is really good, and I, I ended up like scoring the most points in the league in last week's. But two weeks ago, uh-huh. we set the the quarterfinals, and I lost. I just had a bet. I had Kamara go down on the week. Um, yeah, I had some guys that just like really struggled, and I just if I just got through that week, I would I would have had Rodgers last week. Um, because I didn't really have a quarterback in that league. That was my weakest position. Um, and yeah. I, that was the week I had Josh McCown and, and the Jets facing the Broncos, Ooh. and that was terrible. That was so bad for me. Oh. Yeah, I was really lucky to survive the first round in our league. You know, I was going against Hopkins the week that he went off. I Bronx was suspended, and I also had Kamara in. You know, he went down early, but I managed to get out a really tight game. And uh, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing this week. I, I like my chances. Yeah, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be a fun matchup. I didn't expect to be here when I started one and four though. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's a good comeback. <laughs> one and four starts, not great. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, man. Uh, let's get. Uh, that sounds like the Chargers, by the way. Chargers are they started one and four, I think. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but let's look at our picks for this week. You ready? Yes, absolutely. All right. So we got we got a couple Saturday games this week. No Thursday night games. Finally, the NFL got rid of them, um, and so we were able to uh, find out how our schedules can match up later in the week, and we didn't have to worry about missing that Thursday night game. Um, so later yep. tonight, we're we're recording this on Saturday morning. Um, so it's a little early for me. It's about eight a.m., but I'm I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, but we uh, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens um, in this first Saturday game. The Ravens are favored by 13 points, a large spread um, in Baltimore. Um, this one gave me a, so a, little, a little bit of a question. I, I, I debated this one in my head a little bit, but who do you have here, Jake? Um, I ended up going with the Ravens. and At first, I, I hesitated a bit because of how big that spread is. But, uh, you know, Dante Moncrief isn't going to play. Uh, we've got the game in Baltimore. The Ravens need a win to lock up a playoff spot. And uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, his passer rating over the last four weeks has been 68.9, less than 150 yards passing per game. Uh, And he's going up against the the team with the best turnover differential in the league in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, So I do believe that this one's going to be an ugly Saturday afternoon game and the Ravens are going to prevail. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm taking the Ravens here as well. and I just think it's more of the fact that the Indianapolis Colts are really bad. Like they're yeah they're they're just they're they're not a good team this year. And it, it, the reason why I was thinking about taking the Colts here is because was because of the big spread. And it's actually Baltimore Indianapolis rank thirty first and thirty second in yards per play, and and Baltimore is dead last in yards per pass. Mm-hmm. So both these teams don't break off big plays they're very conservative dink and dump teams that don't go don't throw the ball down the field and don't go for the big play and it's just it it feels like this this game could end up being low scoring but i just think that baltimore defense they're seventh in sacks and they're gonna eat the colts alive um they're gonna eat the colts offense alive i think i don't think Brissett's gonna be able to hold onto the ball very long um, the Colts have allowed the most sacks in the NFL this year. They're at 53 sacks allowed on Brissett. Um, yeah. And the quarterback's behind center them for them. Um, and they're just they're really struggling. And they don't really have a lot of reason to win anymore. They're looking at a high draft pick in 
the more losses they have um, in these last two games might be able to earn them a, a slot or two um, higher in the draft. Um, yeah, absolutely. And at Baltimore, they, they, they've been taking care of the bad teams this year. Um, I was looking at their wins and losses, and they had, big, they had two big wins against the Browns last week and week two. Um, they beat the Lions, who are – I mean, they look like they could make the playoffs, but they're not a good team. They beat the Packers on a shutout, the Dolphins on a shutout. They beat the Bengals, um, I think, twice. And uh, mm-hmm. they they had a close loss to Chicago, um, and that was kind of the only bad team that they lost to. But all the other losses were against playoff teams. So Yeah, they're, exactly. They're, and they – they like they had those two shutouts, and so I think that they they're they're more than capable of of covering this spread. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Let's look at this next uh, Saturday night game: Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Vikes are favored by eight and a half points in Green Bay. I'm taking the Vikings here. Um, I just think that no Rodgers and no Devontae Adams is going to be a lot of trouble for the Packers. Um, I think it was. A good move to bring back Rodgers for the one week, but I also think it's a good move to shut him down for the season now that they they don't really have any hopes to make the playoffs. Um, but I think that the one thing that makes me worried, one thing to keep an eye on, is the weather here. It's going to be in the teens, low twenties. It's possibility. It's it's it with the possibility of snow, and it's possible that on the field the wind chill makes this field like zero degrees, negative degrees. Oh yeah. Um, and Case Keenum's never really played in that cold of weather. He had one game I, I saw in 2015 where he started for um, the Rams against Seattle. Yep. Um, in Seattle, it was 37 degrees. And uh, the Rams actually won that game 23-17. to 17. Keenum only had 103 yards and a 28-yard touchdown pass to Kenny Britt. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Keenum, he's, he's a different player this year. So I don't think you can bank too much on – his past performances in cold weather. Um, I am a little bit worried that he hasn't had a lot of experience in it, um, but I just think yep. that the Vikings are really going to manhandle this um, this Green Bay Packers offense um, with with the, with no Rodgers and no the number one receiver this year, Adams. Um, Jordy Nelson has looked like a shell of himself this season. Um, yeah, the only guy who really is working hard for them right now looks like is Randall Cobb, um, and. I, I don't think the the uh, Packers secondary is going to be able to um, ho- uh, hold in check Thielen and Diggs. Um, but who are you taking here, Jake? Oh, I'm also taking the Vikings. Uh, I saw, you know, the Vikings are on pace to be the sixth team since 91 to finish ranked in the top five in scoring D, pass D, run D, third down D, red zone D. And those other teams are 2015 Seahawks, 2011 Ravens, 08 Steelers, 08 Ravens, and 02 Bucks. All all-time great defenses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You add on top of that, Packers have averaged fewer than 200 passing yards and 20 points per game with Hundley under center. Uh, you know, this has the recipe to be a really ugly game. Uh, you know, on the other side of the ball, Thielen, he really handled the, the Packers in their first matchup, had like something like nine catches. Uh, and then last week I caught some of the Packers-Panthers game, and uh, I saw Christian McCaffrey eviscerate the Packers in a game that they needed to win. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, very very similar back, obviously isn't a blue-chip player like uh, McCaffrey, 
but has similar skills and has been showing out for the Vikings. I wouldn't be shocked to see McKinnon have a really good day. You said it'd be snowy, so, you know, a lot of those shifty backs, you, know, you get a bit of an advantage in the snow where defenders have to react to that on the second level. So I, I really I do think that Minnesota is going to handle the Packers pretty easily. We're going to get two ugly games today. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Packers, they had two wins with Hundley that were just they, – I don't know. They, they snuck them out in the overtime. They had those two overtime wins, and so they might look better than they actually are. Um, with yeah. the, with the young UCLA grad under center, um, and I, I I just think this is going to be a bad matchup for them here. Absolutely. All right, that's our Saturday games. Let's go into Sunday. Uh, we, the, for the first games of the one p.m. Eastern wave, we got probably the worst game of the week: the Cleveland Browns at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are laying six and a half points to the Browns. Uh, but who are you going to take here, Jake? Um, I'm going to take Chicago. I think that the defense is really going to have their way with Cleveland at home. Uh, this is the one-year anniversary anniversary of Cleveland's last win, so they go a whole calendar year without a victory. Uh, I know neither team really has all that much to play for, and that, uh, well, Cleveland might have more to play for being hungry for you know a single win. But uh, the Bears' defense has been sneaky good. I think they could be a, uh, a turnaround team next season with a better coaching staff and better wide receiving core. Uh, but I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in Cleveland. I know they're good against the run, and that might kind of slow Chicago down a bit. But they're brutally bad against the pass, and this might be a good day for Trubisky. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I, I like Chicago a lot today, especially their defense. And uh, so I'm going to go with the Bears at home over the Browns. Yeah. I'm I'm taking the Browns here. Um, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think the Bears are the better team, um, but I just figure that no 0 and 16 team wants to, no team wants to go 0 and 16. And yeah, this is, this is actually a winnable game for the Browns. The Bears are not a good team either, um, and the Bears probably have a little bit more talent on defense and a little bit more on offense. They have some they actually have some running backs that are capable of breaking off long runs, <laughs> but um, yeah. But, I mean, the Browns have showed some life in recent weeks. They had Josh Gordon came back after that long suspension. He's been playing pretty well. That's um, right. And they have Coleman. So they basically have two really high-tier wide receivers. Um, but that's really kind of it. I just, I just think the Browns are really hungry for that win, and I think they're going to keep it close at least. And I don't think the Bears are a great team um, to bet on with a, with a spread over a field goal, over – at this is six, six and a half points. I think that the Browns at least keep this one close. Um, so I'm going with the Browns. All righty. All right. The Detroit Lions at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Lions are laying three points to the Bengals at home. Um, Cincinnati is. It's in Cincinnati. Um, I'm taking the Lions here. I think it's very possible that the Bengals play spoiler here at home. The Lions are just outside the uh, the playoff picture right now in the NFC. Um, but the, but this line um, is what really convinced me to go with the Lions. Um, the line initially came out at minus five, and now it's all the way down to minus uh-huh. three. Um, and I think the Bengals started out as a, as a good value play here um, at minus five. Um, but I just think that the Lions are the better bet now that the, that shifted to two whole points. Um, and I think that just because they're still in the playoff hunt um, – I think that the Lions at least keep this one close. Um, and, I mean, I think that 
it's very. I'm just gonna go with the better team here. I don't think Cincinnati is very good. I don't like the fact that Marvin Lewis Marvin Lewis is on his way out. Um, but I mean, there are a lot of a lot of things to be alarmed here. Like the Lions struggle on the road consistently this year. They're yeah. one, they're one five and one against the spread over the last seven road games against a team with a losing home record. The Bengals are seven one and one against the spread in their last nine home games as the underdog. So I mean, those two yeah. stats kind of point towards the Bengals. I just think that the line shifting that much um, is convincing me to uh, go with the Lions. But who you got? All right. I also have the Lions. Uh, my thinking is pretty similar to yours. I just add, uh, you know, Andy Dalton has been brutally bad the past few weeks, completing less than 50% of his passes and averaging less than 127 passing yards. Uh, the Lions really bad against the run, but I would expect them, you know, as the road team go out, if they can win the coin toss, I'd expect them to take the ball and try to get out to an early lead so that they're not pigeonholed to trying to stop the uh, Cincinnati run attack uh, with the returning Joe Mixon. Uh, on the other side of the ball, it's the Marvin Jones return game. and he's gonna I think he's going to feast against a uh, banged-up Bengals secondary, uh, trying to show his stuff where he in his old stomping grounds. Uh, and then, you know, just to also, you know, agree with you on the Marvin Lewis thing, I, I really do think that the team's quit on him. Uh, I don't. I don't think that they're going to have much energy for this game. You know, it is a home game. Uh, you're always playing for some pride, but uh, I, I think the Lions are playing for you know to stay in the playoff hunt, and that'll keep them much more motivated. Especially you know with a lot of rumors circulating about Jim Caldwell's status in Detroit. You know, he's coached fairly well these past few seasons. Bob Quinn's from GM, but uh, he isn't Bob Quinn's guy, and so keep go getting to the playoffs could save him his job. And so I think the Lions are incredibly motivated whereas uh cincinnati might have already thrown in the towel on their seat yeah very very much agree so we're on the same page there let's look at the next one the la rams at the tennessee titans the rams are laying six and a half points coming off that major victory the statement victory against the seattle seahawks last week where they blew them out um in seattle um and that's probably kind of why you see that big line there plus the titans have really been struggling the last couple of weeks um but who you taking here jake I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, Todd Gurley's looked really unstoppable lately. Uh, and I also, you know, having scoured kind of the injury reports, I saw that Logan Ryan has been ruled out for this game. You know, he's the best defensive back on the Titans. Uh, unless you're a really big uh, Bayard fan, you know, with all those interceptions. Uh, really weak at cornerback going against the Rams team that, you know, doesn't mind swinging the football. Uh I do think that running backs on both sides are likely to have good days. The Rams have like a sneaky bad run defense. Uh, they've allowed nine 100 yard plus rushing games this season, which is tied for third most in the NFL. Uh, Murray and Henry have really struggled recently and Murray's having a, a very bad year. Philadelphia esque for him, like under Chip Kelly, uh, but I but I think that being at home isn't going to be enough for the Titans against a team that I just think has more talent and has been much more in sync on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and I, I'm eager. This is actually a sneaky good game. Like, I think it'll be an entertaining game. You get to see a lot of players, you know, get on national TV all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, but Todd Gurley, I think he's going to really be the difference. And then uh, I, I just don't see a game changer on talent for the, for the Titans that can match what he does. And uh, this spread just isn't quite wide enough. You know, if this was like eight and a half or something, maybe I'd go for Tennessee. But uh, I, I like the Rams in this one. Yeah. 
I don't blame you there. The Rams are are very talented. They're really fast. They're a really good team. Yeah. They're a team to be worried about in the playoffs. Um, and they great looked, special they, teams. Yeah, too. they looked great against Seattle last week. Um, but for me, I'm going with the Titans here. And I think it's just kind of more of a value thing for me. I think this line's kind of a miss. I, honestly, I think that the Titans aren't really getting enough respect. They're still a playoff team right now, um, sitting in the fifth seed in the AFC. Um, and I think this line should be more around four, more around five, um, to be honest. And I, I just think that the, the Titans still fighting to keep the playoff spot. They could still win the division if they win out. Um, Jacksonville's got – we'll go to that game, but they got a tough matchup against the 49ers this week. Um, Jimmy G's look great for them. So it's very possible that they come out of there with a loss. Um, and the Rams are coming off such a huge, exhausting victory against the, against Seattle where they gave it really everything they had. They pressed the gas pedal down yeah. really hard. I think it's just possible this game stays close. Um, and although I, I, I think the Rams are, are probably the better team to pick straight up, I just think this line at six and a half is a little bit of a value play for me um, picking the Titans. Um, I just think that there's a, the, the Titans are really desperate for a good game here. They're coming off a couple – just disappointing performances in recent weeks and they're really trying to make some statements before they get into the playoffs and this is a team that they're going to have to um the kind of caliber of a team that they're going to have to face in the playoffs um if they want to do anything so i mean i think this is going to be a big game for them all right all right let's go to the next one the miami dolphins at the kansas city chiefs this line is is, uh a ten and a half lane uh to the Dolphins. So the Chiefs are favored by 10.5 points here um, in Kansas City. Um, but I'm taking the Chiefs here. Um, I don't have too much reason other than the fact that I like the Chiefs um, in the recent weeks. I think that people really were sour on them after they struggled, after that that interest, um, that impressive uh, start they had to the season. Um, and I just think that they really kind of turned a corner uh, midseason. I think Andy Reid turning over the play calling – um, was great for their offense. They've been scoring a lot of points in recent weeks. I think that um, they have great downfield weapons in, in Hill and um, Kelsey on, at the tight end position. Um, I don't think Miami has much to play for at, at this point. I think Kansas City at home is a good bet. Um, so I'm just going to take the Chiefs here, even though the spread's a little bit scary at 10.5. I just don't think the Dolphins are going to cover. Yeah, I'm, my thinking's pretty similar to yours, Ben. Uh, it is a high spread, and the Chiefs do have an atrocious, atrocious run D that I think maybe Kenyon Drake could exploit a little bit. But uh, I don't know about Jay Cutler, the ultimate gambler, going against uh, that Chiefs secondary with Peters, who's also the ultimate gambler. I would not be shocked to see, you know, a pick for Marcus Peters, maybe even two. Yeah. Uh, I look at the other side of the football. They've really uh, – the Chiefs have really gotten back to some more run-pass options, zone replays. Uh, and that's kind of helping out for Kareem Hunt. Uh, but I think he really, you look at that offense, you got to look at Alex Smith. Uh, the Dolphins are really soft against uh, rushing quarterbacks, mobile QBs. And uh, Smith's very underrated in that area. And with those run pass options, uh, you know, you also you add on to that the uh, potential for a Smith scramble to get, for, to get the first down. Uh, I don't think that the Miami defense is going to have a whole lot for Kansas City. And Kansas City also gets to play at home, one of the best home field advantages in the league. Uh, so I, I don't think that the Dolphins are going to be able to hang on. I know they mathematically haven't been eliminated from the playoffs yet, but uh, they, they're they basically they're done as far, as far as I'm concerned, playing a good Kansas City team this year. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, this week and playing Buffalo next week, who needs to win as well. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah. I think you could pretty much cross off the Dolphins at this point, though, even though they haven't mathematically been gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's go to the next one. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. In Foxborough, the Patriots are laying 11.5 points to the Bills. Um, big spread against a, a Bills team that's actually the sixth seed right now in the AFC. Uh, but he can take here, Jake. Uh, this one was really tough. Uh, I've I've managed to get a few nice wins by uh, going against the Patriots when they have these large spreads. Uh, but I just I have a feeling about tomorrow, and I think I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, Buffalo, I think the only way they're really going to keep this game close is if they can uh, success. If they they're going to need to get the football first try to get out to a bit of a lead so that they can heavily utilize Shady McCoy against the Patriots, uh, who aren't likely to have Allen Branch. Uh, they're still a little banged up in the front seven, the Patriots, but uh, I, I think ultimately, you know, that, that defensive backfield is going to be good enough to slow down Tyrod and uh, lock up the win. Uh, no Rex Burkhead, but I think we're going to see a lot of a very fresh Mike Gillisley, who I think is a good back. He's just lost, you know, the numbers game in that backfield. Uh, both teams have a lot to play for. They don't necessarily lose anything big with a loss this week just because, you know, they have opportunities to win next week. But uh, I think it'll be a highly competitive game, and I think Buffalo Buffalo will come out ready to play. But I think the talent gap is going to be a little bit too wide, and I think that the Patriots being at home is going to help as well. They played really well on that Christmas weekend. They destroyed the Jets last year. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, I'm worried about the spread as well. Um, but I'm going with the Patriots, like you said as well. I'm, 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 I'm a little worried that the spread is so big. I think the Bills, um, because they're in the sixth seed right now, and they're tied with the Ravens actually in the in the record standings, but they have the tiebreaker. Um, they really need some wins here. Um, and the Ravens are facing a lousy team in the Colts this week, so it's possible the Bills concede that that last seed in the AFC to the Ravens. Um, in this week, but uh, I just think that the, the because New England's still playing for that one seed, um, the Pats really might might be trying to put them away here in the AFC East rivals. Um, and I just yeah. think that, that the Bills, I don't know. I just I, I, the Pats are really good, and although they don't have Branch, that that Pat that pass rush isn't the same without him. Um, but. I mean, literally, the Patriots. It looks like they're they're they have their eyes set on on rolling through these last couple games and and making some statements in the playoffs. I mean, my goal for as a Pats fan is really just get through these last two games healthy. Um, and it, that one seed would be nice. Um, but I mean, you shouldn't be throwing the Gronk over the middle at this point. Um, and you really have to get Deion Lewis healthy through these these last two games. Um, he's by far the yeah. most talented back. Um, but I mean, I, I think the bills are, they're not, they're not the better team. And I think the Patriots are very capable of covering here, um, at home in new England. Um, so I'm going, I'm going with them, um, just simply because the Patriots are such a solid team. Yeah. All right. Next one. Let's go with that. This is probably the best game of the week. Um, if not one of them, the Atlanta Falcons at the new Orleans saints, the saints are laying five and a half points to the Falcons at home, um, in new Orleans. um, I'm taking the Falcons here. I think that this is this is gonna be a really close game. I think Atlanta has so they have Atlanta has games against New Orleans and Carolina in weeks sixteen and seventeen. 
Uh, oh yeah. They're nine and five right now, and they actually could still win the division uh, if if they win out. They're going to. Uh, I think they're just going to play a close game here. I think Atlanta is one. It's kind of the one of the most enig- enigmatic teams in the NFL this year. Um, they could have easily won more games, actually. I think um, this season. Uh, they're really yeah. close on a few of a few of their losses, um, and I just think they're really kind of just missing throws and dropping balls. Uh, I think Matt Ryan um, was a little bit super, super Bowl hungover. I think um, earlier in the season, I think he's playing a little bit better now. Um, I, I just this this game feels like it should be more like three points instead of five and a half. Um, and I just think Atlanta's been undervalued generally in Vegas in recent weeks, um, and we saw last week that New Orleans couldn't really put the Jets away. Um, the Jets were there with them most of the game, um, and they didn't mean they they did they didn't end up covering the spread um, against the Jets last week. And um, the 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 Saints' offense isn't what it used to be anymore. They used to be Breeze was notorious for his downfield long throws and having big attacks and stuff. And now they're kind of dink and dump throwing to Kamara and Ingram, um, and they just they don't go for that big play anymore. And I just think it, it's interesting to see how that's worked, but the the offense for New Orleans has been fantastic this season, um, which is why I'm excited for this game. Um, but I'm taking the Falcons here. I think this game's going to be decided by a field goal or less. Um, so that's kind of my, my reasoning there. Who you got, Jake? Yeah, my reasoning is pretty similar. Um, you know, the last time these teams played, Atlanta got the win. Uh, but Camaro went down early, and he was looking very good against them in that first drive back in Atlanta. Uh, the Saints, you know, it looked like they, they brought a knife to a gunfight after that. They kind of struggled a little bit. But I'm also going to go with the Falcons, and the, the biggest factor to me was also the spread. Uh, it seems a little a little bit wide for two teams that I just think are very even. Um, New Orleans is at home. They've got a bit of a home field advantage there in that nice dome, but they've also lost a few players on defense. Uh, and so they, they might be a little bit softer on the defensive side against the Falcons squad that's looked pretty good since Devonta Freeman got back from injury. Uh, Coleman's returning this week as well. Uh, the winner of this game clinches a playoff berth, uh, so a lot's on the line. I love, I love watching. I'm really, you know, it's, it's, it stinks uh, that I'm, I'm not going to have any chance to watch this game. It's going to be a great one. But, uh, but I'm, you know, I feel really good about Atlanta, you know, covering. I think the Saints were likely to win this game. Uh, the matchup between Lattimore and Julio is going to be, you know, yeah. unreal. And uh, this, this Atlanta struggles a little bit against pass-catching running backs, so I think Kamara is going to have a big day as well. Yeah. They allow the most targets and receptions per game to running backs. Uh, so I think, I think the Saints will try to take advantage of that. Fantastic game, but like you had said and I've already said, uh, that spread gives me pause. And so I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a great game. I wish I could watch it, like you said, but yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to be in the LA markets or the uh, Boston markets. I don't think. <laughs> no, not with that. Uh, although you'd be getting a really nice Rams Titans game though. So that, that'd be really nice. Hopefully yeah. you get that instead of the uh, next game we're about to talk about. Yeah. The LA chargers at the New York jets. The chargers are favored by six and a half against the jets um, in New York. Um, who are you taking here, Jake? Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, both teams are actually pretty banged up. The Chargers have a few injuries on the defensive side. Uh, and if McCown was playing, maybe I would uh, look at the Jets as a home dog here. But he's not playing. Uh, the Chargers have two of the best pass rushers in the league, and they'll be going against Bryce Petty this week. 
Uh, that's reason enough for me to want to go with the Chargers. Uh, Hunter Henry is done for the season, so they're going to have to shuffle things around on the offensive side. Uh, maybe Antonio Gates gets more involved, or rookie Mike Williams, or uh, Tyrell Williams might get a few more deep shots per game, or maybe even my boy Melvin Gordon might get fed a little bit more. But uh, there are plenty of mouths to feed in that San Diego Char- – sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers offense. Uh, and the Chargers are playing for a playoff spot, a spot that I think they'll get. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chargers on the road. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers here too. Like you said, I, I think Bryce Petty's terrible. <laughs> He's not a good quarterback for the Jets. Um, and the Chargers are really fighting for their playoff lives, what they have any hope left. They are 7-7 seven and seven right now, um, a game back from the Chiefs in the division. Um, but they still have the Ravens ahead of them in, in the playoff hunt. Um, and so even if the Bills lost this week, um, the Chargers don't sneak into the playoff picture if the Ravens take care of the Colts tonight, which is more than likely. Um, so, I mean, the Chargers have some hope left, but so they're going to be playing hard in this game. Um, but I just think this is the Jets are terrible, um, and the Chargers are, are they're, they're playing hard these last couple of weeks um, to fight for that playoff spot. But, um, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers here at six and a half. All right. All right. Next game, Denver Broncos at the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are at home and laying three and a half, three points. Sorry, not three and a half, three points to the Broncos. Um, who are you taking here, Jake? Um, I'm going to go with Washington here, mostly because they're at home uh, and they've got the better quarterback. Uh, very banged up on the front seven, however, and so I think C.J. Anderson could definitely have a good game, especially if the Redskins don't get out to an early lead, uh, which gave me some pause. But uh, Kirk Cousins has a lot to play for. Uh, he's he's going to be going into free agency in all likelihood this offseason uh, and coming out against the Broncos team that, you know, maybe they're, they're considered more of a good defense by reputation based on the numbers. Uh, but putting up good numbers against them, you know, would really help them out a little bit. You know, that could be a few more hundred thousand dollars next off season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but but better QB and at home, uh, both teams are done done with the playoffs. And uh, the Broncos, you know, we might see some alternation at quarterback trying to get Paxton Lynch some more snaps to make sure he's not the guy. And uh, that's certainly not the answer, even against an ailing defense. So uh, I'm going to go with the Redskins. Yeah, I don't hate that pick there. I like that. I like the fact that they're home and that they have the better quarterback in Cousins. Um, but I'm just going to go with the Broncos here. I think that defense has kind of turned it around in recent weeks. They've looked really solid um, in the last couple of games. They they look like they had been given up um, around around week 10 through 13 or so. Um, but I think they've been uh, playing pretty well so f- um, in, in the last couple of matchups. Um, and I just think Washington Washington's lost too many weapons, in my opinion. I think they just they, they they're really um, thin in uh, what they have to work with um, on offense, and I think this game is going to be close. Um, I don't li- I don't like either the- either of these teams um, talent wise at this point in the season, uh, but I'm rolling with the Broncos here. I think they they could grind out a win uh, possibly, uh, but like you said, neither neither of these yeah. teams, neither of these teams really have much to play for, so uh, it's tough to kind of gauge what you're going to see here. Uh, but I'll roll with the Broncos. All right. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are laying ten and a half points to the Bucks at home in at home in Carolina. Um, I'm taking the Panthers here, um, and and I think this 
this is um, we have the, our, our segment here is we do picks. Um, but I think that the better bet in this game is actually the over. Um, it's forty six and a half. Oh yeah. See, I think these these teams are really going to score a lot of points in this game. I think it's going to be a high scoring, high octane, um, but on both offenses. I think it's going to be really um exciting to see what kind of big plays are done in this game. Um, I just think the the Bucks defense is really banged up. And last week they were actually tripping over each other, um, breaking the huddle, and it's it's just embarrassing what D- uh, Dirk Cutter's uh, done for that Buccaneers team this year with such high expectations coming into the season. They've really struggled, um, and Jameis Winston's kind of taking a step back this year. Um, we'll see how they do. He finally connected with Mike uh, Mike Evans last week. Um, yeah, for a touchdown. Um, so I just think this game's going to be high scoring. I like the fact that the Carolina Panthers have more uh, more weapons on offense and the better defense. Um, so I'm going to roll with them, even though the spread's at ten and a half. Who you got, Jake? Uh, I'm also going to go with the Panthers. Uh, that Tampa defense is really banged up. Uh, Cam over the, the last five games for Cam, eleven touchdown passes and one interception. Uh, the best TD interception ratio since week ten. Uh, you also got, you know, a streaking McCaffrey. Uh, and then I look at Tampa Bay, I, I see that Deshaun Jackson is going to be out for the uh, out for the week. Yeah. Uh, I think that looms large. I think that being able to focus a little bit more on Mike Evans in the passing game is going to help out that Panthers defense, uh, which is a top-10 defense, very good defense. They'll be playing at home as well. Uh, and the Panthers are playing to lock up a playoff spot this week before a very big game against Atlanta next week. Uh, they don't want to go into that game against Atlanta needing a win to make the playoffs. Uh, and so for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Yep, I agree. All right, the uh, the Sunday night games – uh, sorry, not the Sunday night. This is the 4 p.m. wave of games. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the San Francisco 49ers, one of the must-watch games of the week. Um, the 49ers have really been an exciting team since Jimmy G uh, took over the helm there. The Jags are laying four and a half points to San Francisco um, in the Bay Area. Uh, but who are you going to take here, Jake? I am going to go with Jacksonville. Uh, the spread is four and a half points. seems a little low. I know San Francisco has played well since Garoppolo has uh, taken over. But I anticipate this line being more like six and a half or seven and a half. Uh, Jacksonville, what more can you say about the defense that we had said over the past few weeks? It's, you know, arguably the top defense in the, in the league. Uh, as good as, as historic and good as Minnesota has looked, uh, I might still take Jacksonville's defense over theirs. Uh, the Jaguars have plenty to play for. They lock up the division title with a victory this week. Uh, and they can also kind of keep pace with the Patriots and the Steelers. If uh, one of those teams gets upset, the Jacksonville Jaguars would own the tiebreaker due to you know having a head-to-head victory over Pittsburgh and uh, having uh, fewer conference losses than the Patriots in that scenario. So uh, Jacksonville has an awful lot to play for. I think uh, Garoppolo he just doesn't have enough weapons to win this game on the offensive side of the football. I think he could have a good day, assuming you know he gets some good protection. But I don't think that uh, San Francisco is explosive enough on that side of the ball. And uh, I don't think they're going to have any answers for Leonard Fournette, uh, who will be coming back this week. Uh, I think Jacksonville will lean heavy on him, try to pound the Niners into submission, and uh, they'll take home the W. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Jags here as well. 
Um, I love Jimmy G, and I think he's the 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 49ers really found themselves a franchise quarterback um, at a, at a quite the discount. Uh, the Patriots really had to settle for that second round draft pick when teams like the Cardinals should be really kicking themselves at this point um, after seeing what Jimmy G has done for them already in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking the Jags here. I just think the Jags, that defense, they've allowed the least amount of points this year and third uh, least amount of yards. Um, that defense is solid. They're no, they're the number one defense in the NFL at this point in the season. Um, and Jacksonville is 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine uh, road games. And the 49ers are 0 and 5 in our last five home games against a team with a winning record, winning road record. Um, so uh, those kind of those kind of stats lined up nicely for this pick. Um, and I just think the 49ers, they they've been settling for a lot of field goals, and the fact is they don't have a running game. So Jimmy G, like you said, doesn't have the weapons. They don't have a dual attack. It's all Jimmy G at this point. Um, and 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 they're good candidates to, to be able to turn it around next season. Um, but I just think for this for this year, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to prove to be too much for um, the the new look uh, 49ers team um, this week. I think the Jags are going to take this one uh, candidly. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting to see what's kind of been happening in Jacksonville. I think it, it, the question after last week and what kind of kind of has been developing in recent weeks is is Blake Bortles is is he for real? I mean, I'm not yeah. really, I'm not really buying it. I, I I think that if you look at the schedule, he's really had some cupcakes, um, and he's he's played well against teams who aren't very good. Um, but the fact is, he's showing a lot of improvement this season, and he he's he's definitely been serviceable for that um, that Jacksonville team. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how he performs in the playoffs. And if I had to bet against most teams in the playoffs, I think that I wouldn't bet on Jacksonville um, competing on offense against some of the major uh, defenses they're going to be facing in the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next Sunday afternoon game. The Seattle Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by four and a half points in Dallas. Who are you going to take here, Jake? I'm going to take the Cowboys. This one was a really tough one for me. But, you know, I looked at the numbers uh, from Seattle's game against the Rams last week, and they gave up, you know, a – a ton of yards to Todd Gurley. They gave him 180 yards from scrimmage. Uh, we've got a fresh Ezekiel Elliott returning, and uh, I don't think the Cowboys are going to hesitate to lean heavily on him. Yeah. Uh, this is a loser. This is a loser goes home game. Loser will not be making the postseason. Winner keeps their hopes alive. Uh, depending on how the uh, the NFC South shakes out, they're probably rooting very hard against Atlanta. Uh, you know, in addition to that, the Seahawks traditionally a good defense against the run. Uh, they've looked pretty soft the last two weeks, giving up 100-plus yard rushers in back-to-back weeks. I think it's going to happen a third time, even with the return of K.J. Wright. I wanted to take Seattle here. I think the Seattle offense could still have a very good day, uh, just due to the Cowboys not having, you know, the most stout defense in the league. But I think Dallas is going to have a little bit too much they're going to get a lot of juice having Elliott back. They're going to get home for the holidays. I really – I have a good feeling about the Cowboys this week, and Seattle has just been trending down. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys here as well. Um, that defense is healthier too for the, for the um, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they have Sean Lee back, and we've talked about it yeah. in previous podcasts, and everybody kind of knows at this point that the defense for Dallas is completely different with him in the lineup. Um, and I love the fact that Zeke's back fresh, ready to go. 
Um, and Dallas was really given a gift of a win last week um, against the Raiders. The Raiders had him, and then that freak play with Carr diving into the end zone has slipped out of his hand right at the one-yard line. <laughs> that rule is so bad. I, I don't understand how that could be a, a turnover um, and a, a touchback for Dallas in that situation. I, I think that the fumbles into the opponent's end zone should be penalized of some sort, but I just don't think the turnover – um, is a, is a great rule, um, but I just think Seattle yeah. this matchup. I think Seattle's done. That they, they they you could cross them off at this point. I think they they had a, a huge embarrassing loss last week against the Rams, and I don't think they're going to be able to cover. They're really their their character comes out when when they lose heavily. They're sore losers, um, Seattle, and I just think I I don't yeah. I don't like I don't like them in this matchup. I think the Cowboys are gonna. Uh, take it to them in Dallas. We got. I mean, you you took the you took the Cowboys as well. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're we're on the same page there. All right, let's go to the uh, the next one. The New York Giants at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm taking the Cardinals here. Um, they're coming off a, a tough road matchup last week against Washington, um, but I like their chances of having a good game here against the Giants. Um, the Giants are looking are really looking for a high draft pick at this point. It looks like um, Arizona should be looking for a high draft pick as well by tanking, but they're six and eight. It looks like, and it doesn't really seem like they're interested in, in losing games on purpose. Um, but uh, Blaine Gabber has shown glimpses of, of successful play for that Arizona Cardinals um, offense, and I think that uh, they're going to take it to the Giants here at home um, in the dome. Uh, the Cardinals play better at home, um, and I just think the Giants are really starting to look. Um, forward to the offseason at this point um, great candidates to, to turn around in 2018 but in 2017 the uh, the Giants aren't, aren't a team to be excited about for the rest of the season um, but who you taking here Jake um I'm also going to go with Arizona I actually I've seen that Drew Stanton will be under center they're going to be pulling the plug on Blaine Gabbert oh, really? uh, curious very curious decision I I think Gabbert's slightly better I don't think it'll be much of a difference though uh the Giants have been pretty rough against the past this season. JPP is dealing with a broken finger that he's just going to tough it out with for the rest of the season. Uh, I so just, what does he I have? Like, does he have the six, six fingers? <laughs> yeah, six functional ones, anyway. Uh, apparently, uh, Davis, Davis Webb was getting some first-team reps in practice this week. I wouldn't be shocked to see him get a few reps in the game. Uh, it sounds like the Giants are preparing for a loss to me. Uh, Sterling Shepard, fantastic week last week. He, he could have a good game for those in the fantasy playoffs still this week. Uh, but outside of that, I don't see any other real bright spots for the Giants uh, against Arizona that, you know, has a decent defense. They lost a lot in the previous offseason, but I think they've kind of uh, rounded together a little bit down the stretch here, uh, especially with how weak that offense has been. A uh, really uninspiring game, and to be honest, I know uh, we didn't like that Cleveland-Chicago game earlier. This one might be worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, just you know, not not a whole lot of talent on the uh, on on the Cardinals' offense outside of Larry Fitz, and then I look at the the Giants' offense, and it's kind of the same old. You know, they've got Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, but you know, this could be a really ugly game. Uh, and so, yeah, with that, you know, I'm going to take the Cardinals at home. Yeah, I just like the home team here as well. All right, it's going to Monday Night Football. We got two Monday Night games. Um, the first one's the 4:30 Eastern one uh, matchup: Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Houston Texans. Steelers are favored by nine points in Houston. 
Um, who you take here, Jake? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Steelers here. Uh, and the only thing that gave me a little bit of pause was just the spread. Uh, it had it been a point or two lower, I'd, I'd be feel much more confident. Uh, but I think that the Steelers' passing game will be all right without Antonio Brown, mostly due to the fact that uh, Houston, you know, the defense hasn't been the same since the rash of injuries they experienced early in the year. Uh, watching Clowney go against that offensive line will be very interesting. They've got a pretty good O-line. Uh, a clash between DeCastro and Clowney is uh, the stuff that football dreams are made of. Uh I think Bell's going to have a big game, and I don't see the Texans having a whole lot for the Steelers on the other side of the ball. Uh, Hopkins will get his, you know, assuming he gets enough targets and that T.J. Yates has enough time to throw him the ball. Uh, but I don't think that Houston's going to have enough on the ground to really disrupt the Steelers, keep the ball away from Big Ben. Uh, big Ben has been weak on the road, but this is a must-win for the Steelers. They don't want to drop this one and have Jacksonville uh, jump them so that they not only lose the bye week, uh, which would really hurt their playoff hopes with a banged-up Antonio Brown, but they would also have to potentially travel to Jacksonville in the playoffs with a gimpy A.B. Uh, that sounds like yeah. a really, really bad scenario for Pittsburgh, so I think they'll be highly motivated after a tough loss to the Patriots to come out and uh, beat up an inferior Texans team. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, the Steelers are clearly clearly the better team here, um, but I'm taking the Texans here. I just think coming off that crushing loss to the Pats, and um, they have to be a little deflated after suffering those two major injuries to Ryan Shazier on their defense and Antonio Brown on their offense. Um, and I just think that loss last week, you have to feel something from that. And although it's very, it's very possible to come out even more motivated, I think that they're really going to have a hard time scoring um, enough points to cover the spread without Antonio Brown. They still have a lot of weapons to work with on offense. They got Martavis Branch, uh, Smith-Schuster, and, and Bell, and – they have some good. They have some good players still, um, but I just think Big Ben, um, he's not really himself anymore at this point in his career. And that throw um, against the Pats at the end of the game last week was terrible. It was inexcusable. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I just I have a feeling that the Steelers are going to win the game, but Houston's going to keep it close enough to cover the spread here. Yeah, I agree completely. All right, next one. 8.30, last game, 8.30 Monday night football game. Um, Oakland Raiders at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Christmas special game. The Eagles are favored by nine points. I'm taking the Eagles here. It's, this is one of my favorite picks of the week. Um, I yeah. Think, I think that this is the, – the, the Raiders, are, they don't want to be in this game. They, they look at this, this game all year long probably and saying, how the hell did we get a, a cross-country Christmas night game on Monday night? Um, and there's, I mean, I don't know who shows up to this game for the Raiders. I mean, they might have, they might have to just ask some people at the airport to join the team. Um, and I just think the Eagles fans are going to be loud and celebrating Christmas. Um, and I think Foles is capable of running that high octane offense. Um, and the Raiders really suffered a crushing loss to Dallas last week. They're completely deflated, nothing to play for at this point in the season. There's no reason that Raiders will be covering this game. Um, I think the Eagles hand it to them and hand it to them hard. I think the Eagles are going to blow them out. Um, and I think that the the Philadelphia Eagles are really um, going to be kind of excited going to the playoffs. Although they don't, they lost their man in Wentz. I think Foles is going to take up the helm and, and uh, try to make a run for them. Um, but I like them here at home. Who you got Jake? 
I also have the Eagles. I agree with everything that you said, and uh, I'd like I have like maybe three points to add. One, the Raiders lost Donald Penn last week, their left tackle. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked to see the Eagles teeing off on Derek Carr. Carr could get very skittish. Could be a really ugly game for them in that regard. Uh, my other point would just be that uh, I, I really was shocked when I saw this line. I thought this line, man, like I probably – I would have taken the Eagles had this been like a 15-point line. <laughs> it, I really yeah. don't think that this, this line could be high enough on the road. You know, that Raiders defense is future. The Eagles have a plethora of offensive options. Yeah. With, uh, I wonder bold, if it, what it would be if Wentz was in the lineup. Yeah, it it'd still be you know I still it'd be insane if Wentz was the lineup. But you you actually just segued really well into my last point, which is that in his only career start against the Raiders back in 2013, Nick Foles tied the all-time NFL record for touchdown passes in the game with seven oh. touchdown passes. Yeah, that's a good point. So so Nick Foles, I think he's going to have another phenomenal game against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Eagles fans, you know, this is uh, going to be the Christmas gift that keeps on giving on Monday night. I think it's going to be a lot of points. Uh, it's going to be an ugly one. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. I, I, I couldn't see anybody who's uh, laying money on the Raiders. Very bold. Very bold. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Derek Carr going forward? I mean, it looks like he's turning into the league's Andy Dalton at this point. He's uh He's got some talent, but I, 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 I'm really down on him after this season. I think the Raiders really hyped him up after some of, the, his, some of his success last year. Um, I think the expectations really got to him this year. But I wanted to ask you because I, I, I brought this up in my last podcast with my brother. Um, I, I'm really down on him this year. Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough year for him, really injured too. And so I'm not ready to, to re- fully pull the plug on Carr. I think he'll be a better quarterback than an Andy Dalton, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I don't, I, I certainly don't think that you know all of those people who are very ready to you know anoint him you know a potential top five quarterback. I think they've gotten ahead of themselves a little bit. Uh, I think Carr is kind of in that same category as a as a Jameis Winston or a Marcus Mariota. You know, there's a lot of of potential there. Uh, but you know they've they've got you know next season is going to be a big season for all of those quarterbacks. You know they're going to be expected to have taken the lead and uh, really you know led their teams forward. I think Oakland has a lot of work to do with this roster. Uh, last year was kind of a perfect storm for them until the car injury. The offensive line on the edges, you know Penn, old and injured this season, uh, going to need to be replaced. The right tackle position really weak for the Raiders. Uh, you know, they could use an upgrade at running back. Marshawn Lynch isn't, you know, isn't the old beast mode. It, thankfully for them, you know, a lot of running backs in this year's draft. Yeah. And uh, they can use help everywhere on the defense. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if if Al Davis was running the team, I wouldn't be shocked to have seen Jack Del Rio get fired this offseason. Yeah, he looks bad. Uh, I don't year. think, yeah, I don't think Mark Davis is quite the same itchy trigger finger but uh, but Del Rio, you know, they moved on from Musgrave, the offensive coordinator, after last season. He kind of was scapegoated a bit for uh, their breakdown, even though I think he can all be traced back to car injury. Uh, and so I think that uh, he might be running out of scapegoats. You know, next season is going to be a, a lot of people in the hot seat in Oakland. But I, I, I still am not ready to uh, 
to declare Carr, you know, done or, you know, having reached his peak. I think, I think he could be, he could still be, you know, a top 10 quarterback, but, uh, but certainly the top five discussion, you know, I, I think was, was way premature. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. I think that it's too early to, to, to judge him too harshly on this season, but I agree. Um, but yeah, it's going to wrap up our picks this week. It looks like we have just uh, three games this week that we uh, deferred on. So we agreed on most of our stuff. Um, it's going to be an interesting game of weeks. Should be a fun week of football. Um, but, Jacob, man, I appreciate you coming on again. Um, this has been fun for the year. We have one more last uh, next week, and then maybe we'll be able to do some playoff, um, some some different things for the playoffs. I'd love to do some playoff picks too, Ben. Uh, but, you know, we'll just, see, we'll just uh, keep lines of communication open. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll float some ideas around. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, exactly. All right, buddy. Um, so that's going to wrap it up here for our week 16 picks. Got anything you want to say or you want to just wrap it up? Uh, you know, just Merry Christmas and happy holidays to anyone who's listening. Uh, and hopefully they get a chance to enjoy some football with friends and family. I know that's more of a Thanksgiving thing, but we got some good games this week. Yeah, exactly, man. Thank, uh, happy, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Um, and I'll see, I'll talk to you before, um, the new year. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll say Happy New Year's then, but uh, yeah, man, it's Absolutely. great talking to you. Have a great holiday season um, with your family and stuff, and I hope you enjoy the little bit of a break you get um, after your, your finals in law school, man. Thank you, Ren. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you and yours have a, a really good holiday. Uh, it won't be uh, snowy like mine. I think it's safe <laughs> to say, but yeah. uh, that doesn't mean that you guys aren't going to have a great time, so uh, absolutely have a happy holiday, Ben. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for us here. That's a wrap to episode 23 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. Thanks again to my guest, Jake Kelly, for joining me for our weekly NFL Picks Against the Lines. And I want to wish all my listeners a happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy your, t- your time spent with your families, and I hope you all tune in for, for Vicious Talk's next episode. I have one recorded coming up soon, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, but without further ado, that's going to wrap up here on Vicious Talk with Benny P. Now go go out, have a great day, and have a vicious holiday season. Thanks for listening.